Hey. Hello. What's up? What's happening? I'm out here. Oh, dude, guess what? What? I got the job. Oh my god, yay! I know. Congratulations! God is good. God bless you for waking up at 6 a.m. Oh my god. Is it 6 a.m. or 5 a.m.? It's 6 a.m. It's like 6 a.m. Yeah, okay, wait. My alarms are now ringing. I have like 500 of them. You know how, like, I don't know why I do this. I am the worst with alarms. I set, like, like instead of setting two alarms maybe and then I put I press snooze, I literally set like fifteen fucking alarms. Yeah, because you can't trust it. Sometimes you can't trust pressing snooze. I remember there were some times at Dartmouth where I would look at my phone like the end of a term I'd look at my phone and see all the different alarms I had set and it would literally be like eight eight oh five, eight twelve, eight fifteen, yes. eight seventeen. Yes. It's like who are you? I said, you're lucky the housekeeping lady just woke me up. Aww. You're home now? Yeah, I'm home. What'd you get? My celebratory Chinese. (laughs) I got um, sesame chicken with pork fried rice and an egg roll and um, some shrimp, some fried shrimp. I miss shitty. You know what I miss? I miss gas station. Yeah, that's real. Gas station Chinese. Oh, some good ass Chinese. I don't, I don't care. It was trashy, but it was. It good. was trash, but that's what this. That's what's meant to be, you know. Like. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Chinese food. I miss Chinese food. I mean, there is Chinese food in Tanzania, but it's like not, not American Chinese food. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful, honestly. Okay. Okay, we are talking about white supremacy, and safety pins. Oh Fucking God. safety pins. You know what. Hogwarts. Oh, um, so, so I was going to mention that, you know, Nick and I are part of this, this group, this message group, whatever, with our friends, and the other day I was just so ticked off by this whole, um, white liberal reaction to the election results that I just went off on it, and it was just really interesting, because I was just so fed up, because Someone had added me to a group called Pansu Nation, and just think, I was like, first of all, it's called Pansu Nation. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, this group is, you know, what got my blood boiling the most is that this group is just a ton of white people who are sad that, you know, they have to face their family members who are racist and who voted for Trump. Right. And and I'm sitting there and reading these as a black woman who went through, you know, a, a predominantly white institution where most of my friends were considered almost considered social pariahs for standing up for their rights and for what they believed in and advocating and demanding that, you know, the school and the society that we lived in lived up to a better standard. Right. As you know, a community and people were, you know, pushed aside, right, for their for their activism on my campus as black, especially black women. 
And here's a group of people telling me that they're sad and they're upset and they don't know, you know, what they're going to do when they have to, you know, deal with their racist uncle who voted for Trump or like they, you know, they had, they got into a fight with their grandmother or like their best friend, they, you know, their best friend voted for Trump, but they had decided before the election to never talk about politics. Listen, if you're not talking politics and that at such a crucial time with your best friend, Honestly, only certain people can have best friends friends. whose politics they don't know. Like, how on earth can you have a best friend and then be shocked by who that friend voted for? I don't... So you need to be able to remove your politics so much that you can have a friend who would vote for Trump and not even know it. Like, what? How? How? And someone that you said is your best friend. And I'm like... So I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, you guys are sad. That's, you know, fine. Be sad. It's right. But also you need to be angry. You need to step the fuck, step the fuck up and stop. And I need everyone to stop doing this. Stop saying people are nice, though. God. Stop saying, oh, he's racist, but he's nice. That's when I no. stop reading. This is literally like a, like a big period of time like a serious this is a serious time for you know us as millennials or our community or whatever and you know as if you're a liberal or if you're someone who is more on the left side of your your politics are more leftist than anything there is no time for you to look at someone like trump and say you know let's give him a chance you know someone sent me an article recently like privately being like I thought about you when I was writing this. And something they've written about Trump um, as someone who is liberal and didn't vote for him and was a Bernie stan before. And, you know, they ended their piece with, with like, talking about one of their friends who was part of their group who, you know, would sit silently when politics came up because everyone was on the left and who, you know, endured the ridicule that wasn't aimed at him specifically, but were aimed at beliefs that he held. Um, and you know, who voted for Trump, but who's such a nice guy and didn't doesn't judge him for his beliefs. So it's like, you know, maybe we should, you know, lend the olive. It's like, you know what? This is no. the, the key difference. Like this dude's life is not by any means a privileged one, but this is the key difference between us. You being a white man means you can do this means you can search because like these dudes were never against you donald trump hasn't said shit against you and your livelihood so you can stand there and talk about and end this whole piece with empathy towards the donald trump voter and expect for me to read that and be moved to do the same get out (laughs) get out of here it makes no sense and also i mean it's not even that the moment that you will get attacked, you know, there's someone recently on Twitter that said, you know, I was ready to give Donald Trump a chance until, you know, his chief of staff said that he wouldn't let his children go to school with Jewish children, you know, and, and that's what it takes. And said, wow, you know, that's what it takes. It takes for your personal uh, you know, whiteness to be questioned for you to go against this. But, you know, someone had, someone had quoted it, a black person had said, you know, I was ready to denounce Trump the moment he said, and he implied something about Mexicans being racist. It mm. didn't need me 
to, it didn't need for my own personal identity to be attacked for me to realize and recognize when people are bigots. Right. Right. And, and that's the, the main issue that I have with white people is that they very often do not, are not willing to do the work and are, are so embalmed in this rhetoric of niceness and giving people chances when they are not directly affected by, right. you know, you know what, you can do that. You, role. you, you can do that. Don't ever come to my door and tell me to, this is your work. Like this is, you can, yeah. you can be that bridge, like not my back, not, mm -mm. and don't, and don't, um, don't push people who are suffering because of this election to accept him. No. Right. If you're going to accept him, by all means, go ahead. Do not push for people of color. Do not push for protesters on the streets to say this is okay. Right. 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 Don't. You've that we to accept it. Accept it. That's your own personal This dude decision. is told, okay, so there are a specific, let's consider a specific identity. He has told someone, he's basically said to someone, you are not welcome here. You are a rapist. You are going to be put oh. on a register. Things that I have said have caused people to attack you already and people who look like you, but hey, 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 give me a chance. What? Like people How? are literally fearing for their lives day by day. People that I, like my friends are getting by on prescription anxiety meds. You know, like people are fearing for their lives, waking up crying every day. This, this, this understanding that the, the person who is being oppressed, the person who is being trodden on needs to somehow still turn around from up off the ground and put their arm up to help or to understand no. or to be be the bridge like I the person in this hierarchy of things has no power still let be the person who lends the olive branch like what there is so there is no. such a psychoticness to that to that way of thinking that is so so deeply imbued in like in white supremacy me, I mean it's gonna me, be a no for me a whole right? me a no has to me. understand Donald <laughs> Trump are you crazy it's a no I mean it's not that I, I think there's something strange um, and incredibly sociopathic about how whiteness works and how, you know, for centuries they have depended on other people's labor to do their work for them. So, and that includes their justice work. Right. That includes their uh, playing the role of the bigger person work. Right? Every single, you know, experience that I've had personally with white people, um, has been interesting in the sense that sometimes some of them don't realize how racist they are or like how they come off as trying to place burdens on me, unnecessary burdens on me as a woman of color to, you know, affirm their own wokeness, lack of bias. When, oh my God, right? it's the worst. So, uh, so, you know, that is the worst where uh, you have, you know, and, and I don't know if white people realize this, but they should, they should realize that, you know, sometimes the more you keep on pressing someone to affirm that you're not racist, you know, you're giving them an extra burden. If you're trying to affirm that you're not racist, then one, put put people of color in the front lines of like, you know, give them a platform to speak for themselves. Pay them and it's that it's literally that simple. It's literally that simple. 
pay you know, them, the- give them their coins, give them coins, economic justice, yeah. reparations, do and it, then it's in not cases hard. where you can't give your money and you see shit happening in front of you, do not turn a blind eye because white people are so good at doing this. Yeah. They're so good at turning a blind eye to bias, to racism, and it happens all the time. So I'm like obviously relatively privileged in this bitch. So like my my biggest fear recently has been that I'm gonna be attacked on the subway because that's happened to so many people I know already. And I've I've had friends of friends. Like people wanna believe that New York is some haven and compared to other places in this country, hundred percent. But people have been t- attacked in Soho. People have been attacked in man. You know, like this is happening. The station closest to where I work, a one of a friend of a friend was like verbally abused, called the N-word, pushed by this white dude who started like calling Trump's name out and saying like this is our country now, blah 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 blah. And everybody on that platform pretended they didn't see. It's like motherfucker, where's your safety pin now? Where is your safety pin? Where's your safety pin? Where Everyone on that platform and I'm are sure y'all, like are y'all making Harry Potter references. Oh my God. Where the Gryffindors now? Look at that whole platform. I'm sure many of you vote for Hillary. I'm sure many of you posted your shock on Facebook post-election and how you can't believe this is happening. Like, what is our country? You are our country. You, who is able to, in your masses, stand by as someone, gets attacked at a subway. You know how many people get easily pushed in front of trains? Like, and you're just going to stand back and let that shit happen. And you're just going to stand there and be silent about it. In the middle of Soho. Like, because you can. So that's my biggest fear. Like someone's gonna turn around tomorrow and try and attack me on the subway. I mean, this is where I'm sort of interested in. So I started to read a little bit of Franz Fanon mm-hmm. on violence, concerning violence, and just the idea that um, I'm not sure if this is exactly right. But he he talks about how um, there is a justified violence that needs to come from the oppressed mm. for decolonization to truly happen, and that decolonization is truly a violent event. And well, it's not going to be given freely, no. Yeah, no. And and his obsession with violence and our sort of obsession with docility, you know, as as. Um, as how I feel like most liberals are existing now is so tied to capitalism. Oh, what? And, and how we are constantly in fear of losing what? the small, small things that we have. And like, again, and this idea, like we've talked about this before, this, this idea of productivity too. Like, so it, it comes in the form of policing protest and what protests can look like. So people are knocking down and burning down buildings and private property or whatever. And, oh my God, what the fuck? We, we can't listen to these guys because look at what they do. People protest peacefully in the streets and it's like, oh my God, I'm in a car trying to get home. You're wasting my time. I can't be productive. I'm not down with the way you protested. Someone kneels during a fucking anthem. Oh my God, I fucking hated the way he did that. Like what you know, there's no There's no one way. There's, there's no, no like I mean, nothing is, is good. No nothing is way nothing is protest. exactly there's nothing someone... is it's disruption. That's the whole point. It's disruption your notion of what yeah. is good and what is ref what should be held with reverence and what should be allowed to exist as a status quo. Like 
it's not meant to make you happy. Like, anyone that's read, anyone that says, you know, change is never brought by violence but by peace. I'm like, have you fucking, have you read a history book? Have you read a history book? Ever. Please tell me. Come at me with an MLK quote and let me slap you. What true change has ever come from peace? From a from a place of peace where people have not you know, where blood has not been drawn. They killed fucking Jesus. If they did that, then they Anyways, yeah, so like I can't I can't have any chills about nothing about any anything anymore because I just don't see the point. There is no point today to pretend like um I'm cool with certain people and certain if you, not, if you literally have I'm nothing not to lose, it. if you literally have nothing to lose, like check your proverbial knapsack. <laughs> and if you've got nothing to lose but a little bit of your like embarrassment, say fucking something. Do fucking something. Like I'm so tired of this shit. There is nothing, there's no sort of values that tie to being nice, no. right? Demand respect. Demand that from people. Demand people be compassionate. Demand them, uh, demand empathy from people, right? Demand understanding. Don't fucking demand niceties because I can be incredibly nice but incredibly racist. Right, and this right? is kind of what messes me up with the whole, like it's very well-meaning but like the love Trump's hate way that people are protesting or like trying to fight back is like one that's extremely 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 placid two it it removes this idea that or it gets us back to this kind of colorblind post-racial shit where racism only looks a certain way like you don't have to hate me to be a racist you can you can be really nice to me you can invite me to your thanksgiving dinner and still not care about my life you can you can yeah. do all those things and still have voted for Trump. Mm. This idea that oppression it's hateful and it's but yeah. we need to move away from this interpersonal language when it comes to structures of like structures of oppression. This shit is structural. This shit is more than just individualized hate. And honestly, that is a part of it. That is definitely a part of it. And I think that I think part of the reason why people are bringing that up now is because. Um, Ivanka's dad has like brought a a very visceral age old racism to the fore again, mm-hmm. but that, it's not that's just solely him. In, in the trenches, waiting for its moment to come up, and I and I think that because when Obama was elected for the first time, I think there was the sentiment of white people have lost. Yeah, right oh, 100%. from their side, from their side, and and you know the backlash was also the selection of Trump and whatnot, but there was never the sentiment of, hey, we have a black president now, so as black people, we run the country. Right, no, or, no, of course know, not. we own this, and, and, like, you can't, you have no say. And the increased number of, you know, white people who are coming out and screaming at people, saying, you know, we voted for Trump. Right. We're taking our country back right. now. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like, what does... Yeah. Right you now? know... There's also this really, and I think the reason why so many people were surprised by the result is that there's this really false, extremely false, like this in Rape First Class, like, national narrative of progression. 
and people people love to use the MLK quote like um, bends towards something which is you know so we know what his meaning is but when you just use that as as it on its own it's so passive like this shit is just gonna happen like pro- progress is just gonna happen equality is just gonna happen yeah but like we do this thing where we act like we don't know history like we don't know that especially in american history after every instance of like quote-unquote progress there has been immense white supremacist backlash right Mm -hmm. so if we just think about like that the fact that we thought that there could have been a black president for eight years followed by a woman president is kind of fairy tale when we think about that in the context of u.s history and white anxiety and white fragility and white supremacy (laughs) um and that's just like it's in keeping with like how we teach ourselves we we always want to pretend and why this like white liberalism is really toxic because it it, it's self-congratulatory it's like things are moving well things good things are happening progress is happening without us actually having to do anything um it's built within it's built within capitalism like i hate that i am going back to this idea over and over again but i just can't stop thinking about it right. um and using the term capitalism over and over again and, and it's starting to sound like you know how you just keep on using a word over and over until it, forget what it actually means (laughs) um to a certain extent or you start to to abuse it a little bit and i feel like i'm getting to the point where sometimes i over abuse words like capitalism and and neoliberalism but it's still necessary like i think that the way that capitalism has made activism self-congratulatory in one way or another has minimized the effect to you know people saying that you know my protest is mostly for example um posting memes right Mm -hmm. or you know sharing our sad stories about you know the parents and the relatives that are conservative and hate us and then posting our safety pins like there is no real understanding of what it actually takes to to be a revolutionary and this is why you know people who post about even black people who post about you know i'm not like my grandparents if you say the n-word you're going to cash these hands and it's like you're forgetting in history, actually, the Black Panthers, the Black Panthers and a lot of other Black um, communities actually stood up and actually fought, like actually brought up arms to fight against white people, mm. right? In that time, so you're you're being very disrespectful of that legacy when you say that when you act as if you know people at that time did not do anything, were very docile. Um, people and were accepting of the racism that white people brought to them, you know, in the fifties and the sixties, that was not the case. That was not the case. If you read, if you read through history and you know, what we're doing now is, is harmful because we're focusing on, on, on congratulating ourselves for those minimal, as you said, like the small individual things that we do yeah. instead of thinking about the larger, the larger system like my nigga who can who the fuck can see a safety pin who can see the safety pin like who can see it i can't get i can't get over it i can't get over it you know and and even thinking about say for example you know in the 60s you know people had their own community protection 
watch whatever, community watch what? systems, right? They had their own food programs. They decided that they were going to start a completely separate thing that, that they could work with, their own system, that they can function with it. Yeah. And a lot of our a lot of our radicalism today, a lot of our leftist politics today are still focused on working within the system that is. Mm. And that's the problem. We're still working with, from what I've seen, it's only been black people that have understood that you cannot reform the system. It's well, dismantling. Which is why so many people didn't vote. Which is why so many, like, people didn't vote. Yeah. I mean, frankly... I mean, an argument can be made for both ways, right? So, uh, like, I think so when I was reading a lot of shit on Twitter with certain activists and stuff who ended up campaigning for Hillary, they were thinking long-term and short-term. So, like, of course, we're not pretending that Hillary is going to bring us freedom. It's the best, But like in the short term are we gonna have access to feminine healthcare? are we gonna have you know <laughs> healthcare in general are our people gonna get deported like short-term goals that we don't want to um risk we don't want to yeah. risk losing this much by having this dude as a president you know so there, I think there's legitimacy in both ways. And then there's also like, well, how can everyone see how broken the system is? Oh, by letting these people show their asses and vote for this dude, regardless of what our vote says, because we're oppressed anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. A lot of people are going to die, but we'll see. I mean, I was going to say, I hope that's not the case. But I'm still thinking about friends for now. <laughs> Yeah. And I hate that I am. I, 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 it's, well, it's think a scary about thing also... to think about because you, you, you feel like you're going back to a certain period of time that we're supposed to have already overcome. Well, where violence, that's where what I'm saying. This idea of progression is like actually kind of fragile. Progress has certainly happened, but it's actually very fragile. Like, if we really think about what that looks like. And the thing is with and and what's interesting is I feel like peaceful progress can be can be manipulated and can be brought back by decades. Yeah. With you know, one thing like this, with one election like this, yeah. your so called peaceful progress has been brought back by ages. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, violent violent progress is very difficult to suppress. To sort of um suppress or or to to go back on um i don't know i'm just i think and also you think about like i don't want to feel like i'm I'm a violent person but you know no but it's literally fighting for your life like either i die or i fight to live you know yeah just to go back to what you were saying about the black panthers though like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the idea of black people organizing and creating their own was so troubling to the government, to the FBI, to whiteness, the white majority in general, yeah. that they killed these people. Like Fred yeah. Hampton, who mm-hmm. was what he had to be like 21, who ended up being like this huge leader in Chicago and was making some pro like making progress, was rallying people. They went into his house while he was sleeping and shot him up. And then, like, dragged him across the floor, bleeding, his pregnant girlfriend in the bed next to him, and took pictures. Because what? Because he 
was like rallying people. It was organizing. He was organizing. He was organizing, he was organizing people, people that they didn't want it to be organized. They don't want people to be. They don't want black people to be organized. It's scary. It's scary. The idea that you can't control or have complete power over over the powerless. That the powerless will find ways to to sustain themselves, to 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 create their own power. It's fucking scary. So what will they do? They will kill you. And I think that's what is um what I hope it's gonna like prove to be amazing about Black Lives Matter is that whilst you can name some names, there is no one leader. There's no one person who like if you kill this person, this thing ends. The move, yeah, the movement is over, and yeah. I and I and I like the decentralization of movements these days. There's yeah. a bit more, they're more egalitarian, and they're more focused on people who are actually doing the work, which is hey, women of color and LGBTQ communities. When LGBTQ, yeah, TQ. Why did I mess that up? Okay. I don't know. Babe. It's, it's probably okay. the morning. Um, but you know, you have movements like Black Lives, Matter, and I think that the the best thing that I can hope for in regards to movements right now are, you know, I, I really would like to imagine that Black Lives Matter will get to the point where they're organizing more than just protests, right? They're organizing, you know, people in in And in I think locally that... they might be. Like, they have a ton of local chapters, and I don't know what's happening in all those local chapters. Yeah. Like, there's BYP yeah, 100 sure too, you know, there's... Point. What'd you say? I said I'm not sure either. That's a good point. Like I don't know what they do with their local chapters either. I think it's like really each locality makes those decisions. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But also beyond that, there is like BYP 100. There's Campaign Zero. There is mm-hmm. there are so many Black liberation groups that are part of this greater movement right now, outside of like Black Black Lives Matter Organization dot com. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is good, but um, it's also like let, let's also make sure we're working together. You know, with Fidel Castro's recent passing, I've been thinking a lot about how our movements are for you know for the left for the left, anyways. Our movements are no longer transnational in the way that they used to no, be. No, no, they're um, really and not. And I'm curious as to why. And he played such a big role in like the African liberation movement. Yeah, and so you know, for me as a Tanzanian, as an African, um, the impact that he's brought to my country and to you know our liberation movement um, as Africans as a whole, you know, has been has always been massive and he's always been a figure that I could say, you know, I hate to generalize, but you know, most Africans see and see a hero, see one of their own, you know, in the same way that they see Che Guevara or um, Gaddafi. Um, he, like they're in the ranks of our own national nationalist leaders. Right. So he's also there. And so at the time where you have movements crossing borders in regards to like communist movements basically and socialism and and pushing for an anti-capitalist i guess pact um now now because everyone pretty much is capitalist what can bring 
people together because um, blackness on its own, I feel, is difficult to for some people to bring themselves around, especially Africans who are here who don't understand the term blackness. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you get? Because they could understand socialism, right? Because that that um, is a theory that is experienced similarly in a lot of places. Um, and it's, it's a policy in, in, in its own way or whatever, and it's practiced by the state. But for blackness, for someone here who doesn't even understand what blackness is, how do you get them to rally around Black Lives Matter? How do you build those bonds um, with people? And because and so, people here after the election were like, wow, that's crazy. Americans are ridiculous. You know, and they're asking me, you know, was it really that racist? Are there that many racists? And I say, you know, I mean, yeah, look at the results and look at what's happening. There are a lot of racist people in America, regardless of what we want to believe about this, you know, beautiful melting pot of freedom or whatever weird people call it. Um, but there is still no under, and they would say, you know, wow, that's crazy. You know, I would hate, you know, they, they segregate black people. And then they just complain it and move on. But there's no real desire to form some sort of common ground. Mm-hmm. And and why and what can so what 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 can be created? Because there are some states that do have a black identity, and there's some that don't. For Tanzanians, for me, you know, I never really thought of my blackness as a real identity until I stepped foot in America. You know, because in Tanzania, I am me. You know, I'm a member of a clan. I'm a member of a tribe. Right? right. Those, those, And I'm a Christian. Like, those are my identities, and those are the identities that people focus on. And while there is colorism, yeah, that exists. But at, at the end of the day, we're all pretty much black. So there is no one. I, you know? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So how do you get people, so how do you get people now to create similar transnational movements? Um, how, what can they rally again? What can they rally with? Or would that require building now, um, going back to like building a global black identity like negritude, mm. right? What, what, what does it take to bring negritude back and make it something that everyone like flies with, you know? Not to mention that our national leaders today are not as focused on collaborating beyond economically. Right. <laughs> Capitalism has really destroyed us all. <laughs> it has. No, really, it has. Like, you know, we don't align ourselves based on our values anymore. No, I can't even imagine what anything else would look like, you know? It's like so all-consuming. Yeah. I don't know what anything else could look like. It's just there's no there's no form of... People don't speak up about one another. People don't um, make statements on solidarity. Like, you know, there was a time where, say, for example, Tanzania and our leader, there was a time where, you know, we we, we were one of the first states that uh, recognized a Biafra, right? Wow. So even now, if you go to Dar es Salaam, you know, there's a, there's a field and there was a high school called Biafra, Amen. right? Um, you know, we recognized a very long way. time ago. Biafra? Yeah, the sun. You know, there was a time where we stood up and used that voice that we had because there was nothing to lose. When you don't, when you're not at the knees of capitalism, 
at every single step of you know your journey as a nation, you have very little to lose when it comes to, to saying what what you need to say for the liberation of others. What? I honestly have no answers regarding this like idea of global blackness because we do have all the tools, honestly. Like we've never been yeah. more connected. So I don't know what what to, what you do. I think it's it's just like everyone is so like in all these areas of the world, we all have our own specific issues. Yeah. And it's like okay, solidarity. Yeah, but my daughter has been missing for two years, so solidarity. Yeah, but like I'm getting bombed (laughs) by your people. Um, Yeah. I mean, everyone's like very much. it's, It's weird. We're not sure if that would even be possible. White fragility. I'm done. I'm done. It's bedtime. It's like nearly midnight, y'all. Acting like I don't have work tomorrow. Okay, my boo. Alright, yeah.